Welcome to Expand Your Vocabulary with Thinking Drinking. Why just say, I'm drunk, when there are so many synonyms you could slur? Pick up your dictionary and thumb a thesaurus. We're going on an expedition of lexicography. A lot of origins can be found in literature. The forefather of drunk is in fact recorded by Chaucer as the Middle English word for drunken. And because his tavern keepers were tipplers, you may end up tippled. Of course, Shakespeare had something to offer, predictably in the soused Merry Wives of Windsor, where he might describe Falstaff as being fap. They would have also recognised quaffed as an Elizabethan word meaning the season for drinking. Perhaps Falstaff was a shot clog, one who is tolerated only because he pays the shot, or reckoning, for the rest of the company. Otherwise, he would be a mere clog on them, meaning he pays for the drinks, otherwise he'd just be a burden. By 1627, Brits were getting high, referring only to drunk people for at least another few hundred years, and definitely before hippie favourite, Wasted which suggests that the mind or body of the drunkard is analogous to land which has been devastated or ruined. Gothic novelist Horace Walpole gives us the word muckybus, meaning drunkenly sentimental, first recorded in a letter of 1756. Three years later, Edward Young treated us to the word Jennifer, coming from the Dutch Jennifer, which means specifically to be drunk on gin. American writer O. Henry coined the word spifflicated as a synonym for drunk, and in 1927, P.G. Woodhouse gave us his alternatives in the novel Meet Mr. Mulliner. Intoxicated, the word did not express it by a mile. He was oiled, boiled, fried, whiffled, sozzled, and blotto. Blotto meaning to soak up alcohol like blotting paper soaks up ink. Poggled has its origins in the Hindi word pagal for madman, while plonk, a facetious pronunciation of van blanc or white wine, became popular in Australia before spreading to other English-speaking countries in the 1940s. Journalists too were in on the game. H.L. Mencken coined the word ombibulous for someone who will drink anything. He even used the word to describe himself. He also identified Brannigan as a state of intoxication, which later came to mean a boozy brawl. A 1913 New York Times article on portmanteaus includes the word alcoholiday, describing leisure time spent drinking. And if you were doing that in the afternoon, you'd call it downdrins. If you're tipsy, you might be caponoited, semi-boosy, mellow, cherry-merry, squizzed, squiffy, tiddly, or grogified. As we found in our nautical episode, groggy is one of many words used by the drunken sailor, who once they pass tipsy might be up the pole, or even three sheets to the wind or cupshot, whipcat, potticle, nappy, pickled, sack-sopped, in the pots, 
tap-shackled or bumpsy, inspired by the staggering gait of the wobbly-legged. You may even end up legless, and while this is usually a metaphor for humans, spare a thought for the honeybee. Being drunk on fermented tree sap affects bees in much the same way it does humans. Drunk bees have more flying accidents and have a hard time finding their way back to the hive. If they do make it back, the drunk bees will be attacked by bouncer bees and its legs will be chewed off. The crapulous wastrels. If you've had too much, you might get a booze-fueled stomachache, which we'd call cropsick, and you might be honkers, coming from the slang verb honk or vomit. So maybe you need a stiffener, which is an alcoholic drink that revives you, the word first appearing in a 1928 novel by Dorothy L. Sayers. While a hair of the dog that bit you comes from an old belief that someone bitten by a rabid dog could be cured of rabies by taking a potion containing some of the dog's hair. Or maybe you just need some stodgy food so you're no longer pie-eyed, referring to the fixed, wide-eyed stare of the inebriated. And if none of that is to your liking, then you might be amethyst, meaning sober, since the precious stone was thought to prevent drunkenness. Or perhaps teetotal. Lancashire man Richard Turner used the word teetotal to advocate for abstinence from all alcohol in 1833, when Preston, the centre of England's temperance movement, and Dickie Turner's word quickly became famous across the seas, to the point where he had author of the word teetotal carved on his gravestone. But to return back to our dear friend, alcohol. Ironically, alcohol began as referring to something dry. The word started out in Arabic as al-kul. Al just means the, but kul refers to coal or ground-up antimony, the fine metallic dust used for eyeshadow. Kul, in turn, came from the earlier Arabic kahala, which just means to paint. Over time, the sense of alcohol widened to mean first the powdered essence of any metal in chemistry circles, and then further opened up to include the distilled essence of a liquid. Until the 1740s, though, the term was scientific enough to need clarification, like alcohol of wine, but eventually came to mean a strong drink by the early 19th century. Have we covered every hammered, blitzed, and tanked encounter? Nope, because there are as many ways of saying drunk as there are ways of trying to pretend that we're not that pissed really. We're just a little stewed, or sloshed, or juiced, or canned, or crocked, or tanked.